What is happening, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Dan Cable Presents podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the program once again. If this is your first time listening, thanks for checking out the show. You can find fresh episodes coming at you every Friday. If you want to help support the podcast in a free way, you can do so by clicking subscribe on iTunes, clicking write a review, giving the podcast five stars if you feel like it is deserving of so, and that will uh, propel the podcast into the uh, tops of the iTunes charts. And uh, that will give it more visibility on the national and international levels, and it'll help strangers find the podcast. And um, it's just a great way to contribute to the sustainability of this thing. I appreciate the hell out of all the folks that have already taken the time to do so. And I really appreciate you just tuning in, checking this thing out. You can uh, check out the Dan Cable Presents YouTube channel, which features a bunch of in-studio performances and live show performances. Uh, 150 or so videos up there. So check those out if, uh, if you're new to the show. And dancablepresents.com is the uh, central location to find everything. And uh, the new episode gets uploaded there every Friday. As soon as it's available, it hits there. And uh, if you just click subscribe wherever you're listening to this thing from, then uh, the new episode will automatically pop into your feed whenever it's available on Friday. So uh, do that. And uh, at Dan Cable Presents on Instagram is where you can find me there sharing things up like local shows or uh, maybe some DJ gigs that I'm doing. I've got, uh, got one coming up at church here in Portland, Oregon on February 22nd. I will be uh, spinning the digital jams over at church. So come through for that. It'll be, uh, be playing a bunch of rap and hip-hop, funk, R&B, some soul music, things of that nature, locals, some local stuff for sure, and um, hoping to uh, put a few more DJ gigs on the, uh, on the calendar. Been, been really uh, having a lot of fun doing that, so uh, stoked that uh, church continues to have me back over there, and... Let's see. Other calendar dates. Uh, I want to shout out on April 9th, High Pulp from Seattle is going to be uh, here in Portland, Oregon, playing at the Good Foot. And they're playing with uh, with Human Ottoman, whom is a uh, Portland band that I have not seen, but I have heard great things about ever since I've pretty much been here, or at least over the last three or four years of doing this podcast. I always hear amazing things about human ottoman so that's going to be a killer show at uh, the good foot here in portland on on april 9th and i want to give that um high pulp that that shout just because that's kind of uh my cousin is part of this band um high pulp and uh he's been on the show several times over the course of this being in existence but uh he is uh he is the reason I know this next fella 
who's on the podcast today, returning for his second time. And uh, his name is Elliot, and he he just put recently put out this uh, this new this new record called Oldies, this EP, and it's uh, under the project name Teleporter. And I met Elliot, um, I guess about three and a half years ago or so, and I met him through this dude Jeremy who played in a band called Suba with my uh with my cousin rob who is uh makes a a very short appearance on this episode as well as to some other folks who were um other members of sun king and uh the the current tutoring iteration of teleporter were just hanging on the bus that we're recording this on so there's a bit of uh you know some chatter off the mics and whatnot it was a super fun hang though um but I met uh, Elliot through this dude, Jeremy, who was uh, playing music with my cousin. And I was heading to Chicago a few years ago for this uh, this podcast convention there in Chicago. And I really wanted to try to make use of my time there by uh, trying to connect with a couple local uh, local Chicago artists. And one of them I found on my own, just kind of searching around the internet. I, I came across this really cool indie rock band called Velasca and uh they have some great records definitely check that stuff out um so that was that was an episode I recorded out there in uh my hotel room out there in Chicago and um I know I knew that uh after getting to know Jeremy a, a bit I found out that uh he lived in Chicago for a while so um figured he would be a good resource for uh maybe knowing some people out there and he recommended that I hit up Elliot who at that time was releasing some music under the name Dusty Frank and um some some cool electronic um sample experimental stuff it's it's wild and it's it's really dope definitely check that out I will put the link for like his bandcamp for that stuff in the episode notes as well and um yeah elliot was totally open to this thing and uh he invited me over to his uh his spot there in chicago and um yeah we recorded an episode there and it was super rad and um yeah hit me up a little bit ago and let me know that he was coming through uh he was coming through town coming through portland on tour and happened to be touring with my my cousin's other project sun king who recently was just on the podcast and uh yeah he, and he was staying with rob up in seattle and touring around with this new project um this new record anyway from from this project teleporter that he's been wor- working on for a while and um sent me the tunes and i thought they were very cool and and just as i touch upon in the uh in the episode just much different than the the dusty frank stuff so it was uh it was cool to just see a completely different side to this dude's songwriting and um it's so rad how they're doing this tour up here in the northwest it's uh basically sun king and teleporter are all the same members 
Um, all all of the members of Sun King play as Elliot's um, band for the teleporter stuff that he fronts and sings in, and then um, and then they play the Sun King set, which is uh, just instrumental jazz, and Elliot sits in and and plays with them on their set, and they collectively play like 35 minutes and i think it's just a rad way to uh to do a tour especially when you're playing um a lot of cities that you've maybe never played before because it's really hard to bring two bands on tour that are kind of unknown to each place and um and fill two slots I think is a lot, but so to be able to figure out how to condense that all into one and kind of showcase each project, I thought was like a really effective way to do that. And uh, it was just super fun to hang on the bus. This is the second one that's gotten recorded on the High Pulp Tour bus. And uh, I just had a blast with these folks. Um, always have a good time around these, uh, these High Pulp uh, connected people. My cousin is just uh, a dude that I am extremely close to, and he just continues to connect me with um, some really amazing people. So it's always it's always a fun hang, and uh, and then I saw them perform that night after we uh, after we recorded the the podcast, and uh, it was it was a good time. So it was rad to, to catch up with Elliot and I was super stoked that he reached out and to just have him on three and a half years later with some completely different projects. 199 episodes into this thing is, is, uh, is something that I think is very cool and and appreciate very much. So we're going to get into this thing. Like I said, I will leave all the links in the episode notes so you can follow along with teleporter and um i will put that dusty frank Bandcamp link up there as well so you can dive into that stuff if you uh feel inclined to and don't forget to leave your itunes reviews super important can't stress the importance of those enough it really only takes a couple minutes and it's just uh yeah it will just help so many strangers find this thing so so please uh take the time to do so it is a free way to help support this thing. And uh, we're going to get into it. Episode 199, Teleporter on the podcast. And we're kicking it off with the first track off of the Oldies EP. This song is called All My Prayers. Let's do the damn thing. All my prayers go to
Cool, man. You ready to you ready to jump into this, Elliot? Yeah, I think I'm as ready as I'll ever be. How about you? I'm ready. I am definitely ready. Yes, me too. Uh, um, dude, it's been a long time since uh, your first appearance on this podcast was episode 21. Wow. I am now on to episode 199. Oh my God, wait. Well, this will be your 200th, 200th episode? No, you're going to be episode 199. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's probably better anyways. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a trip. It's been a few years for sure. Um, since I made that that trip out to Chicago, yeah, I'm trying to think. Was that three years ago or four years ago? Uh, close to four, like three and a half. Okay, it was the summer of uh, 2016 that I went out there. Yeah, and I was still like in the little apartment on in Logan Square. Yeah, we yeah. had a good time. That was very cool. Um, are you still out in Chicago? No, I actually moved to Santa Fe in September. New Mexico, eh? Yeah, have you ever been out there? I have not really hung out there too much, but I always hear cool things about places like Taos being like a really awesome spot, but I've never really spent any time but like driving through New Mexico. It's like surprisingly like really nice and a lot of arts and stuff. And I think they're going to be driving through with High Pulp, so I'm going to go say hi to them when they're done with South By. Nice. How long have you been out in uh, Santa Fe? So we moved there, me and my wife moved there in September, and she got into graduate school for art therapy and counseling. And um, yeah, before we moved out there, I pretty much wrapped the tunes up that I sent you a couple days ago. The teleporter stuff? Yeah. Um, have you been able to like insert yourself into the the music scene at all there or like meet other yeah other actually like, i was yet? like really worried i thought it was like a retirement community but there's like actually a ton of artists like my age and around my age and i'm working on a project with my friend jen who goes by zilueta and it's kind of like i guess it's like just folky I, I would say okay but um she plays guitars and sings but um yeah and so i get to do all the production stuff behind it which is really fun that's cool um, is that something you enjoy just as much as making your, your own music, doing things like that? Yeah, I think so. Because like, um, with Dusty Frank, it was kind of just an experiment to try and produce as much as I could. And with this record, it's like, um, yeah, the first teleporter record is like a band with me, Jeremy and Nick. And then this one's mostly just myself with Nick and some other buddies sprinkled in. So I think that's like one of the funnest parts. The hardest part is like getting the song structure down, but then the funnest part is like adding any color you want to it. Yeah. I was, uh, I didn't really know what to expect from the, the teleporter stuff because all I've heard is your Dusty Frank music. So I was, I was kind of like thinking it might be something along those lines of yep. some like electronic instrumental type experimental stuff. Yeah. And uh, it is definitely... Not that at all. No. <laughs> and uh but it's cool. I really dig I dig the vibe. Like it reminds me of like Mac DeMarco at times and even some of the chiller like King Giz. Stuff. Oh yeah. Um Yeah. Is uh how long has the, the teleporter project been in existence? Um I don't really know. Kind of like when I met Jeremy, I had a bunch of tunes, and me, Jeremy, and Nick were in a group maybe six or seven years ago. 
Then we recorded the Martian Chronicles. And then Jeremy left, left to go to Seattle and eventually Japan, kind of back and forth. And then I made another iteration of Teleporter, but we didn't end up recording anything. And that was like uh, maybe a year or two after that. And then I think I did a Dusty Frank record after that. And then I did another Teleporter iteration that was kind of short-lived with a couple buddies. And now I'm doing it again with these guys who they just kind of killed it. <laughs> is it <laughs> is it fun for you to like be able to have different musicians play on stuff and see what they bring to it? Yeah, I think it's like really fun. Um since I wrote like a lot of this one, it's kind of like hard coming into a group being like, "Ah, well, like I've sat with these songs for like a year or two. So like I know what it's supposed to sound like, but I kind of want you to put your character in." So there's like a definitely like a fine line between making the song what it's supposed to be versus uh, someone doing like their own thing and making it totally different, but so far these 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 guys have all killed it. They just all walked up. Uh, if you can't see because you're listening on a podcast, <laughs> we have an audience. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, Andy, Gobbs, Bob, and Antoine chilling on the the high pole bus. Can I grab a brew? Did you guys get a six pack? Oh, we fucked up. We didn't get it. <laughs> oh, dang! <laughs> Are you serious? They totally. Fuck, you're so right. Did you just get like fucking four locos? What is this? Oh, oh my god. Damn. I forgot Elliot's beer. You got. That's okay. Oh, you're, oh, you're going to blame it on me. I'm the issue. Damn. No, don't worry about it. We'll go to the bar soon, anyways. What kind of hospitality is this? Yeah. Talking you guys it's up, sweet. Just dry over here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you always been somebody that has like a bunch of different projects going on musically? Um. No, not really. I always try and like get involved, but then I end up just like making my own stuff. So only recently have I been able to like kind of spread my wings and help some other people out. Yeah. Um. And as far as is it important to you to have like different monikers or like designated projects to put certain kind of music out under like, as, like um, is, is there a reason you didn't put this stuff out as dusty frank as well i think the main difference was just the singing but i was thinking about putting it out as dusty frank because it's not as like uh i mean it is kind of like a folky sort of version of teleporter but um and it's more like uh, folky and electronic. Like there's like a lot of just like drum loops and stuff, like how Dusty Frank is. But I sang on it, so I'm like, I think I should call this. I was gonna call it like a brand new name, but I was like, ah, oh, just sounds like Teleporter. So yeah. But I don't really find it that important to like switch my name or anything. I think it's almost like now I think I can just be Teleporter. Like it took me a while to figure that out, and now I'm just like, yeah, that's just what it can be. And that's where you're just going to put music out under, regardless of what it sounds like at this point? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, do you build a lot of the songs, like, in on this record, just off of uh, loops? Um, drum drum beats rather than, like, a, starting it with a melodic instrument? I think that it's, like, it's, like, almost half and half on this one. So, like, the first one was guitar, 
Last one's guitar. The second one I actually wrote on bass. And then uh, Summer was like the drum machine and What's It For was like piano. But um, it helps me like lock it in when I get the backbeat and stuff to make it sound like what it's supposed to sound. Yeah. Um, and did you record like all the in instrumentation on this record? Yeah, I think I did like, well, no, I didn't do all of it, but like I did most of it, probably like 90%. And then the last tune, it was like me and three or four other people, Chris Colwin, Cody Carpenter, and Nick. And um, and then I'm trying to think, Nick did some singing on some harmonies because he's got that like locked down and maybe some extra drum stuff here and there. Are you Are you someone that appreciates just being able to kind of do most of the stuff on your own so you can get it dialed in um, the way you want to is it easier for you to work that way i think it might be a little easier but i i do like to use people as much as i can i think it was just like i knew i was leaving chicago and i was like well i should probably try and put something out before i leave because my buddy barrett runs um treehouse records or treehouse studios and I'm like, I got to use this resource while I still have it so he can just, like, put it through, like, all his amazing compressors and just help me mix it. So then that was, like, kind of, like, a big oomph to, like, put something out. And um, before that, I was just having a hard time collaborating. Like, I wasn't really putting myself out there that much. And now that I am, it's kind of, like, there's a lot of great benefits. Like, Andy's playing sax on some of the songs, and, like, I never would have thought about putting sax on it. But, like, hearing it live is, like... Wow, that's like really nice. Yeah. Does yeah. That, does that also just like change your lens for maybe future songwriting too and like thinking about using horns in that way on some of the tracks? Yeah, I don't think I would ever think about putting horns on, but now I'm like, oh man, this is <laughs> really nice. Yeah. Um Are you someone that works well under like time constraints like you were saying that you found it important to like try to use that resource and and get this record kind of done before uh leaving chicago yeah i think so because like um my friend jen who we're working on the record she's like i think i want to get this done by end of march and so then it like kind of tells me like okay i gotta actually sit down and do it and then me and bob were talking about that on the right here i was like yeah i should probably like kind of like get some more tunes done and then we can just do this again and again until a full length is ready or you know yeah like it's good to have a goal because like i don't think i would have put out the tunes unless i knew i had the goal that like okay i was moving and i should use this and so i kind of like scrapped together some stuff i had that sh that should have worked and i hopefully did yeah and i don't know yeah i guess it kind of forces you to be creative sometimes yeah exactly at times that you normally wouldn't be do you feel like there's a line to that too though of like wait do you play music or write music uh yeah a little bit I, I don't uh it's been a while since I put any music out but I still write music pretty oh. uh pretty frequently like regularly nice so you're not are you do you put it out under a group name or anything like that uh the last thing I put out was under Smith Smith okay yeah and uh is it on the interwebs Rob, would I be Rob, able to find it Rob played drums is the first thing thing we kind of did as a fam oh nice uh he played he played drums on yeah that's our <laughs> that's our our mom's maiden name is Smith so. Um, and I was living with my grandparents at that time, so I kind of wanted to uh, pay tribute to to their last name in some way, you know. Yeah, Share that's cool. that side of the the deal, and uh, 
Yeah, that was like when I first moved up here. So that was easily uh, probably put it out like six years ago. And it's some very like straight ahead, straight ahead uh, pop music, like pop rock music, I guess. I don't know. Oh, nice. It's like, yeah. What Tom would you Petty consider inspired. the genre of this record? Did you did you get to sit with it at all for a little bit? I feel like it has like these psych pop elements to it. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, I really dig kind of like I said, I, it reminds me of listening to like Mac DeMarco stuff. And it's just. Uh, yeah. And yeah, just all the synthy stuff. It's a chill. Especially in coffee is like, I, I feel like it's a really great uh, morning record. Like the first thing you want to put on. Like nice. while you're making your tea or your coffee, you know, like, <laughs> oh, I want to start my day with this. You yeah. Know? And, um, yeah, I don't know, man. I was pretty impressed with a lot of the songwriting on it, especially we're going to play home at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's like a fucking Lennon Beatles type song for sure. Like, I don't know. It oh, nice. Has those vibes. And I think there's a lot of those like vibes throughout the whole thing too. So, yeah, that's funny about, didn't you say what's it for was like a, the Beatles tune, Bob? Yeah, I feel yeah. like that one kind of starts it. Like yeah. With, with the, especially with the vocals at the end, and then that going into home is like maybe one of my favorite sections of the EP for sure. Oh, nice. Yeah. The beat uh, reminds oh, you of nice. Imagine Andy? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, I definitely listened to it quite a bit. What's your favorite one, if you had to pick? Ooh. I like, yeah, I just like asking people to kind of get it. Either um, All My Prayers, which we kicked the episode off with. Nice. Or Home. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Um, Beginner or Ender. Nice. Yeah. Tough for me to make the call. I think Home has the most. Yeah. Home has probably had like the most, has left the biggest impression in some way on me. That's really great, man. Because I was like really worried about putting that song out. Because like there's no drums. It's pretty laid back. It's a, and it's like I, super yeah, personal, so it's like it's a pretty vulnerable tune to put out. I think that's also what I dig about it. But yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. You also do seem to do uh, a good job with your lyrics as far as leaving like a lot of mystery, like it, yeah, to what they are. You know, like you leave it very open to interpretation. So yeah, I don't like when people are like, "I was walking the other day." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe sometimes so it's good. Here. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's not a Springsteen. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Let's uh, let's jump into another track off of Oldies, though. We'll get into Coffee. Cool. And this jam is cool. It's uh, it's got all the cool synthy stuff going on. Yeah, this was like the masterpiece. Took me forever. <laughs> um, yeah, this is Coffee off of Oldies. Oh, 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 
these tunes been around for a while does does the name have anything to do with the relevance of of the time of existence of these tunes yeah it was like these are like my uh they're like the cream of the crop of my demos that i was like all right i can i can tune these up polish them and like release them so they're like anywhere from probably six months old to like three years old and uh yeah, I was like, I should just put these out. Hopefully I can get some more out too. <laughs> is that pretty typical of you to like sit on songs for a while before you pull the trigger on putting them out? Um, no, not really, actually. I think I was just like trying to make a live band work for a while that I never sat down to record. Because so, like for me, it's kind of like you got to either get the live group going good enough to record or you just do it yourself. And I was... I was always trying to like break a band and get them like super tight and then record. So, yeah, I'm trying to think because there's like a ton of other old ones too. But yeah, is that is that why this is also nice too? As far as not kind of really not having to worry about forming a band anywhere necessarily and just kind of making the record and then trying to take it other places and finding people to play with in those areas. Yeah, definitely. Like I kind of had like a realization that. My buddy was talking to me. He's like, you know what? Because I was like kind of in a lull and I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know if I want to keep playing. And he's like, well, you don't got to wait for anybody. Just like go do it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Dude, my buddy Anton's <laughs> snoring Antoine in the background. Antoine is going in on snoring. <laughs> you should put the mic up to it. After right. it. <laughs> Let's see if I got enough lag. Oh, he stopped right when I walked over. What was I saying? Uh, yeah, so my buddy was like, you got to just, if you want to do it, just go do it. It's not easy, you know, but if you really want to do it, just go do it. And then that really helped me because I was moving in a couple months. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just try and do it. Yeah, you and then I reached out to you anyway. guys. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I reached out to these guys. I'm like, they're kind of fans of Teleporter and they're buddies with Jeremy and like their other groups are really good. So I was like, do you guys want to put on a tour? And then Bob just like hooked it up fat by booking stuff around here. And, uh, 
everyone pretty much got the tunes under their belt within like a week or two and now we're playing like half a set teleporter half a set sun king that's rad it's really fun um yeah and then so, it, so like kind of to wrap that up but it's like yeah i can kind of just like make it work i just got to do it yeah yeah um, is this also the first time then that you've had the opportunity to play these tunes out live on from this record yeah so like in the iteration before i think we were playing coffee and i think that's about it and then yes yeah, so i've heard that one but to hear the all five of them and then we're playing another one is like it's really awesome because it sounds great especially with a five-piece band yeah does it reveal like anything different to you about the songs too of like where they can go live maybe that doesn't yeah, have to be so like structured summer, to what they like are. i didn't know i was like right before i came here i was like maybe we don't have to play it because it's like won't work but it's like kind of this like freeing one where we can just do whatever we want so it's like really cool to hear live it's like a yeah it's really spaced out just like how i wanted it in the recording yeah um what was your first instrument uh probably a recorder a recorder <laughs> yeah like what doesn't everyone get one in like third grade <laughs> <laughs> this is true yeah, yeah. Uh, you mean like after that yeah like what um oh guitar and did you take to other instruments pretty quickly right away um yeah like i i dabble with piano a little bit and um uh i play bass a little bit um but mainly mainly it's just guitar and then like i can just arrange like i'm competent enough to arrange what i want with everything else usually so you're just like super com comfortable in that producer role at yeah this point. yeah for lack of a better word it's like yeah. uh yeah it's kind of fun to be able to just like make it arrange different ways however you want it yeah do you feel like with this type of record you're acting more as a producer than a songwriter or is it yeah this one was probably like 50 50 like i did it all on a cassette deck so like after I did like the first eight tracks or a handful more, if I bounced, then I would mix it to a computer and then I'd add whatever else I needed, but I didn't have the equipment. So I would just like mix all eight tracks into a stereo track, which is like crazy limiting now that I think about it. But then it also helped me just like do it. So, um, yeah, like once that was done, then it was just like, yeah, producing and adding like any flares that I wanted to on the computer and then bring it over to Barrett to mix and make it sound like super lush and, awesome like because i would do like five vocal takes and then he just like put them through a compressor eq and it was like oh dude call it <laughs> call it the steam machine <laughs> are you pretty good about leaving a song or are you someone that kind of like hammers something over and over and tries every idea that you have for it um it kind of depends but mostly i just i just go with what works and then i don't really try and like mess around with too much else because like then you'll just get fried on it and probably won't turn out too good yeah pretty good at staying out of your own way in that sense then yeah like do you work on a computer or like a tape machine or or like the zoom thing right here um usually like a computer yeah but even i mean i don't know anytime Anytime I, usually these just kind of get posted as, you know, the conversation that we have. So there's not 
really a whole lot of editing that goes into it, but yeah, every once in a while there's, um, you know, an episode that I'll do a little more production for like a, a best of episode and even something like that. I can, you know, be overthinking like something <laughs> that no one's going to notice Yeah, <laughs> where I'm taking out like one little piece of a word, you know, to yeah. just like make something I think needs to be somewhere. And it's just like at a certain point, it's like, yeah, was this worth 30 minutes to splice this together? Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. So I don't know. I know it's easy to kind of like get hooked on something. Yeah. That's why like the computer is like a weird dark hole that I haven't gone through yet because it's like. So you just do everything on tape? Yeah. For, for the most part, I'll do like the initial through tape and then and then I'll bring it to the computer. But actually the fourth track I did only on computer. That was like the one not on tape. Yeah. That's wild. So I guess that helps though, like with those. Yeah, it just sounds super juicy without it. So it's like, just try and keep it. Yeah. I kind of just like the medium finest or like low, like it doesn't sound lo-fi, but it like, you know. Yeah, it doesn't sound lo-fi, but it definitely has like some, I don't know, like that garagey psychedelic. Yeah element that it seems to add to it maybe a bit yeah and um you've just always worked with the tape then yeah pretty much like my buddy barrett he like kind of was like always recording and now he like runs the studio and everything but he was always like um like even he doesn't have a uh, computer but he's like a professional recording person like yeah um so yeah i think we all kind of just me and like all the people we hung out with were just like yeah if you do it with tape it's just you have to actually play the instrument and and like make it work. Yeah. So it kind of helped us like become better musicians, probably. For but sure. I find I, like I'm not so personally like that. I kind of just think it's like a happy medium. Whatever really works, it shouldn't matter. Yeah. But it does allow for a little less leeway. Yeah, like it's like a Brian Eno thing where it's like you pick up a card and it's like, don't use symbols today or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is no. that the oblique <laughs> strategies? Is that what it's called? Um, have you ever heard of that? I have not. Yeah, I want to get one of those really bad. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I've, I've always I've really been enjoying some of the conversations I've been having with different musicians about um, how you know putting constraints on something or like parameters on something can just completely change the creative process. I think I've talked about that with uh, with Bob quite a bit, just about you know. Yeah, exactly. What that it's can like, bring out. Once I mix that thing down to the computer, it's like okay. I can't really go back on this mixing, which has been good and bad, but, you know. Yeah, you have to live with it. Yeah. Um, are you someone, like, on your day-to-day, are you usually playing music every single day or working on a production in some way? Yeah, like, I don't have, like, too much of a ritual about it, but, yeah, I'd probably pick up the guitar, and then whenever I feel like, I need to like finish a song or what kind of song I'll do that as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not too like, I need to do like an hour a day or anything like that. For sure. And what's like, what's day to day outside of music? Just working. Doing the hustle. Yeah. I just work at a software company. Nine to five grind. Yeah. Which has afforded me to come here and work remote, which has been amazing. Cause I just been staying with Bob and Antoine for like two weeks now. That's right. Yeah, and then we played a show in Olympia last Friday, a couple days ago. Yeah. And now today, 
Friday and Saturday. For sure. I yeah. think, yeah, those are very cool jobs if you can have them as a musician, I feel like. Like anything you can do remote where it's just like, oh, I can go on tour and do my work all at the same time. Yeah, it's a little bit hard because of the time change because I have to get up super early and I yeah. don't want to bug these guys when I get up. But <laughs> Not super friendly with the musician <laughs> schedule too, yeah. like rolling out of somewhere at like 1 a.m. Yeah. and then having to be up <laughs> at 6. Yeah, it's not so bad though. It's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> right on, man. Um, yeah, this is wild to do this after a few years. Yeah, do you want to ask these guys anything about playing in Teleporter? Uh, you guys have been like yeah, dead you, quiet. Look at that. <laughs> look at that. <laughs> yeah. Well, Anton's been snoring. <clears throat> Antoine has been snoring. Um, so much fun to play with Teleporter. Thank you. Um, it's Gabby, yeah. everybody from the Blue Gleams. Oh, yeah, that's me. Um, <laughs> it's been really fun. I think that the songs are great and the arrangements are great. So it has been really easy to piece it together. Like, from day one, it just sounded great, just because the songs just like sh really shine through, and um, like the recordings, like have the arrangements kind of done. So you just have to learn your part, and it's just yeah, it just sounded great. Yeah, Andy, what is what is what is your approach to this situation? Like, are you are you playing playing horns exclusively in this set too? In the in the uh, the teleporter set. Um, I've actually been cutting my teeth on guitar a little bit. Oh, the teleporter. Damn. Yeah. Early oh, days still. Damn. But <laughs> and then you're also throwing. <laughs> These uh, guys are really nice to me, so it, it works. Out. <laughs> you're playing some sax though, too. Yeah, playing sax mainly. Um, <laughs> oh. Yeah, and it's I love playing the teleporter stuff. It kind of just like it reminds me of the other bands I play in with Bob and playing with Elliot. Reminds me of like playing with the other people I play with, with Bob and Antoine, like Gabia, you know, who just kind of like, it's a good vibe. Everybody's there with what they need to be. And then everybody's having fun and going beyond too. Yeah. What is like your approach when you're like, everybody else is obviously trying to play like some version of the parts that he's sure, already written. Yeah. So like, what is your approach when there's, you know, there's nothing there? That's a good question. I kind of just try to um, treat it as like textural at that point because I don't really want to add a new element to the composition unless like I'm running that by Elliot and or I know he likes it, you know. Um, but the textural stuff, it's kind of like a saxophone's like a weird synth, you know. You can do weird noises on it that don't really necessarily sound like yeah the instrument and yeah playing with like a lot of pedals that way then too? yeah I do pedal okay. stuff too yeah yeah ah he's a master improviser. <laughs> <laughs> right on <laughs> what about you Bob you want to grab that mic what about you like as far as you know there's already something there for you to play you you don't yeah um, you get to play a lot of your own stuff most of the time I feel like no it's yeah usually in the projects that I'm doing I'm getting to do sort of whatever I want but then that's what's fun about this is that there's like right and wrong parts, you know what I mean? And Elliot knows what he wants, so he can he can be like, yo, like play this that way. So in a way it's sort of fun to have some rules. And it also makes it easier to like learn the shit. Cause if if I I'm I always tell that these guys, I was like Elliot was like keeping on having a bunch of rehearsals 
and I wasn't able to be at all of them because I was busy and shit. And <laughs> I was busy and shit. But but I was just like, dude, just like I'll I'll learn. I'll just like listen to the songs a bunch and I'll learn what they sound like, and then I'll be able to play them because like you have it all here for me already and that's really nice because that's the the cheapest thing about playing the drums is that like that's why the drums aren't really an instrument you know what i mean no i'm just playing but you know it's like you can just if you can if you can just like hear the song you can you know play the shit and elliot knows the tune so well and for the most part yeah tuan knows them super well too it's just like that was what was nice is like you know, like we didn't rehearse with the full band until last Wednesday or Friday, which was the day of our first show. Like we had a couple like rehearsals without me, without Gobs, without whoever. And then, um, but we all just be really because Elliot and Tuan both know the tunes so well. Yeah. Uh, it was like, cool. We got this like rock solid foundation that like, you know, I don't know about you if you guys feel like this, but for me, it was like, okay, I can lean on that a little bit. You know what I mean? And like, you know, we were, we're all busy and we bit off a lot with this shit, but it made it pretty simple because like they just knew their shit so well. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you get to see what Elliot gives to the Sun King stuff a bit. Yeah, dude. And Elliot's nasty. In Sun <laughs> King. It's so cool. Right on. I, I was like, damn, Elliot's like a really good guitar player, you know, because Sun King's instrumental. For sure. And then he gets to like let loose a little bit in Sun King. So it's fun to hear that shit in this this w orchestration too because this is sort of the way we always imagine Sun King to be as far as like a bigger the instruments that yeah, we have. Yeah, absolutely. Give me that mic. Give it back to Elliot. This is your worst appearance on this. <laughs> Just kidding. Much love for Cuzzo. <laughs> Sun King. Only a few episodes back. Yeah, only a few weeks ago, the Sun King was on the uh, on the podcast, and we did it in this uh, in this here studio, in this here bus, <laughs> in this dark bus where the electrics bus. working in a different in a different location in Portland, <laughs> Oregon. Um, yeah, man. I dig the tunes. I'm glad that we got to. Uh, Oh yeah! Again. Thanks so much for coming out, man. I know I was like last minute, like so. No, was, here's a record. Totally planning to town. on coming anyway. So, okay. uh, and like, yeah, it's super rad to have <laughs> you back on, <laughs> dude. What are you doing? Yeah, thanks, man. One ninety nine. Yeah, I'm gonna come to the show. Okay, I'm just wondering. <laughs> yeah, I'm only staying for the for the uh, teleporter set though. He's only. Oh damn. Um. Yeah, dude, appreciate you, and yeah, I, I think the tunes are super cool, so I'm stoked to hear, like, I, I hope you go through more of those those demos and, and pull some more of those out. Yeah, I hope so, too. Um, and we end every episode of the podcast. I don't know if we were doing this. I, I feel like we were probably doing this by episode 21. But, do you do, like, a slogan or something? Uh, yeah, we end every episode of the podcast with the guest saying, it's a program, and... Uh, it's a program. You did it. You already <laughs> did it. He nailed it, everybody. That's Elliot. Um, his music is under Teleporter. It is available on all the streaming services. Oldies is the EP. And then there's another record up there as well. Yeah, yeah. Martian Chronicles the is the first you, one. You did with um, with Jeremy. Yeah, Jeremy and Nick. Nick. Yeah. So that is up there, too. That shit's pretty heavy, like some of it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. it's it's. I listened to a lot of that today, too. Oh, nice. Just to uh, get some context. So that's all up there. I'll put the links 
in the episode notes so people can uh, keep up with you. And we are going to play it out with that track. You asked me which one was my favorite. And uh, yeah, I think Home is it. And yep. uh, we're going to play it out with Home off of Oldies. And uh, that's the Jelly Jams. And we will catch you on the flip side of the port. Peace. Peace and love. It's a program.